Hi, hello, ladies, gentlemen, and everyone in between. I am your host, Jessica Lemon, and you are listening to Sour, Sweet, and Spooky, a paranormal podcast with a little true crime squeezed in. And it has been a while. It's probably super weird to be hearing my voice again. It's been, what, over six months? Now, I know I could go off on a tangent about why I took an unexpected hiatus for what I honestly thought was only going to be a couple of weeks, but it really turned into quite a few months. But I know that some of you don't want to listen to me be all emotional and sentimental and just want to hear about something spooky. So I'll save you the drama, but I did, or well, I'm going to be recording a separate update where I do talk about my life and what's been going on, and I'm going to be recording that after this, because if I recorded it before, I'd be all like sniffly and like post-cry Jess, because I know I'm probably going to cry, and that won't make for a good show. So if you want to hear about that and what's been going on in my life the past six-ish months, that update is already posted. I know it's going to get emotional and talk about mental health, so trigger warning on that. And if you do take the time to listen, I love you. And even if you don't, and you're already screaming at me to get on with the story, Jessica, I love you too, because you're here for a story. And boy, do I have a good one for you today. First, a few quick announcements. I am also releasing a new sticker, like right now, literally right now, it's going live as I post this episode, so check out SourSweetSpooky.com for my new holographic logo sticker. I know I teased it a while ago, but it's officially available, and I will also send you a cute little thank you note, and who doesn't want that? Plus, it really does help me out when you all purchase from my store, so thank you in advance. I am also working on getting a Patreon page up and was wondering what kind of things you would want in return for your Patreon subscription. I have some ideas, but email me or DM me with some of your ideas. I'd love to get some feedback on that. Also, I did a collab with my wonderful friends over at Broadcast from the Belfry a few months ago, so check them out. Georgia, Sanjay, and Hope are incredible people and we had so much fun recording and I will be releasing an episode with them eventually as well. I promise we haven't recorded it yet. They're on their own hiatus at the moment, but it's gonna happen. I just don't know when, but it will. So check that out for some more me content as well as just another great podcast. If you like my show, you'll like theirs. Also, it is officially official. I am the newest member to the podcast Realish. It's a show about film and TV and entertainment and we just recorded our first episode together. It's their kind of rebrand and we will be posting every Tuesday so you'll have me on Tuesdays and Thursdays. I'll be co-hosting with my buddy LJ Jones and Derek Myers. We'll be doing movie reviews, some entertainment news, fun quizzes. We're still kind of figuring it all out but I'll have a link to it so check that out. So yeah that's my non-emotional update for you all but I do have a really great story for you guys this week and it has fascinated me since I first heard about it probably now probably like a year or so ago. I heard it on another podcast called Quite Unusual. I love the girls there, Noelle and Nicole, Nicole and Noelle. Check them out. They're great. I did reach out and found out that the episode they did on this topic was removed. It was literally like their first or second episode, so they were still figuring things out and decided to take it down, but it's available through their Patreon page, I think. They have so many great episodes up that you can tune into. I promise you'll love them. They're great. Their banter is awesome. Also, my favorite podcast, and that's why we drink, also covered it a while back so I listened to M talk about it and there was also a fun family Netflix movie that came out in January called Finding Ohana that I was basically sobbing at the end by. It was so cute but it also piqued my interest in this topic a little bit more so I hope you are all ready finally for a brand new story. So let me tell you all about the Hawaiian Night Marchers.
A getaway to the beautiful Hawaiian islands sounds like a dream. The nature, the tradition, the language, the ocean, the people, the food, everything you could want from a vacation. You would never expect such a beautiful place could hold such a dark secret. On the night of no moon, you'd be safer staying inside, watching a movie, playing video games, or reading a good book. But stay inside, especially if you hear the sound of drums and see the light from torches making their way across the island. Because this isn't some fun showcase that the locals have decided to put on because trust me, they're inside their houses right about now too. These are the first signs that the night marchers are here. And unlike your regular run-of-the-mill spirits that you want to catch a glimpse of, you don't want to look at the night marchers because they very well may be the last things you see. So I had never heard of the night marchers until recently and they fascinated me because of how well known they are to native Hawaiians and honestly how terrifying they are. Like just imagine running some errands or I don't know, grabbing some Taco Bell at two in the morning and coming across a group of warriors wearing traditional clothing from the ancient Hawaiian cultures. Men and women carrying spears and other weapons with capes made from animal skins and feathers. Some carrying torches that had such a strong glow that it could blind you or even cause you to turn to ash. Pretty much just spontaneously combust. Hundreds of night marchers making their way to or from the battlefield. And your only defense is one of two things. Strip naked, look down, avert your eyes, get as close to the ground as you can, and stay as still and silent as possible until they pass and you can't hear them anymore. If you pee on yourself, that will help. That'll show them that you're not a threat and that your fear is stronger than your fight. So, nothing wrong with that. The other way is to be a descendant of one of the night marchers themselves, because they protect their ohana. And if you watch Lilo and Stitch, you know that ohana means family. Now, before I get really into everything, I do want to preface this with I don't speak Hawaiian, but I used to kind of study it as a kid because I loved the language and Lilo and Stitch was literally my favorite movie growing up. And I wanted to move to Hawaii and be a surfer and a skater, which you know, didn't happen. But I live in LA and I work at a store where I get to build skateboards a lot, so I'm like a little bit closer. But anyway, I did have to listen to a lot of pronunciations of some of the words I'll be using, so please don't make fun of me. I'm trying. I always do, and if I completely butcher things, you can let me know, but like constructively so I can learn, because that's what I'm trying to do is to learn and grow. So be nice. Thanks. So I'm going to jump into some of the history. The Hawaiian, or how the locals say Hawaiian Islands, were discovered by the Polynesians over a thousand years ago. It's kind of debated on exactly when, but anywhere between the years 300 and 1300 is what I had been seeing. The Polynesians believed that the islands held many spirits and gods, including the goddess of volcanoes and fire. You may have heard of her, she's kind of famous. Her name is Pele and she's one of the most respected spirits in the world. The islands are full of life, and Hawaiians believe that the islands are just as alive as you and I. You don't own the land, but simply dwell on it. The gods and the lands are immortal, and we're only here for a short time of their endless lives. There's a respect held among the locals for the land and the life that lives on the islands, and in this case, the afterlife. The night marchers are spirits of warriors that have lost their lives to battles new and old. So, some signs that the night marchers are near, so to prep you, you'll hear this deep thudding of war drums in the distance, then chanting of warriors, then the sound that'll really give you what the locals call chicken skin. I call them goosebumps. But it's that hair on the back of your neck and arms standing straight on end feeling. You know what I'm talking about. Well, what causes it 
is the ominous blow of a conch shell. Then, some say the wind brings the smell of death and decay. After all that and you're still outside, you'll see the lights from their torches. And remember when I said that their torches could literally torch you just by looking at them? If you're seeing those lights, it's probably too late. And you can try to duck and run for cover because the kaipo are coming. And there's really nothing that can stop them. Not even walls. There's one thing that can protect you long enough for you to get away, and it's the tea plants. It's said to cause the night marchers to veer off their current path. The plant is a colorful evergreen plant and has a lot of cultural significance to the Hawaiian culture. Something you should not do is whistle in the dark. That's said to draw them out. In the movie I mentioned earlier, Finding Ohana, any warrior or soldier of Hawaiian descent returns to the islands after death. And this is a little spoiler for the movie, so if you haven't seen it and don't want to hear like the ending-ish, just skip ahead like maybe a minute. So in the movie, the father is fighting for the U.S. Army and sadly is killed in action. At the end of the movie, the family comes into contact with the night marchers after like a lot happens, like a lot goes on to lead them to that point. And this is the part of the movie that made me start just sobbing because the father was there to protect his family from the rest of the night marchers. And it was just... It was so, it just really pulled on my heartstrings. Like the family all hugged and it was really cute and the kids got to like see their dad again. But I loved that theory that they threw into the story. I couldn't really find anything else on that though. Only that the warriors of the past were who became the night marchers. But I like the idea of like future and current soldiers returning to their lands to protect their home, you know? It was a nice like added feature to the movie. And just in general, the movie gave me like a new age generation Goonies vibe kind of. Obviously nothing compares to the Goonies, but it was kind of in that like realm of like kind of treasure hunting and then like other things were going on, like a supernatural twist, if that makes sense. But it, overall, it was a cute movie. So uh, if you haven't watched it already, check it out. It's definitely for kids, but like adults can still enjoy it, you know? Like the live action Dora movie. It wasn't great, but it wasn't bad, but it was cute. Definitely like a good family movie. You know a little bit about the Night Marchers. Now, I could go into so much history of the Hawaiian culture with the gods and how many there are and, and really get into depth on that, but there are a few other stories from the Hawaiian cultures that I'm 100% going to cover in the future, and the Hawaiian Night Marchers, this is just one of them. So I really want to get into some of the personal experiences that people have had, like the spooky stuff. That's why you're here, right? And there's a video on YouTube, just like a mini documentary. I'll link it on my website, but it's really interesting. So this guy, Laupaka Kapunui, kahuna or priest, um, as well as like a tour guide in Hawaii. He does like ghost tours and stuff too. He talked about an experience he had with a group one night. He wasn't really paying attention to the days because he's a busy man. And it wasn't really until the last few tour group members joined um, a little bit late that he realized that it was the night of the night marchers the night of no moon. The group was at one of the locations that night marchers had been reported to have been seen before. He thought he'd have fun and had his tour group close their eyes and take deep breaths and empty their minds and forget about their stresses. And once they felt calm, to point to where they felt the night marchers would come from. The group pointed in all different directions, but there was this one little boy that Laupaka Kapanui said was probably about six, was pointing towards one area in the grass, close to where they were all standing, and the boy's parents took a photo of him, and what they saw in this photo gave them that Hawaiian chicken skin. The photo shows the little boy pointing at the tall grass, and just behind him stood the night marchers. 
head and shoulders of Hawaiian warriors wearing feathered capes and helmets, some holding spears. All of the tour group members were able to look at the photo, and when the last person had seen the photo, the photo deleted itself. Laupaka said that he just sighed and said, well, there goes our evidence. And apparently the spirits didn't really like that because suddenly there was a huge gust of wind, like a gust of hot wind just surrounded them. And it was bending the tall grass and the trees, but it was gone as fast as it had appeared. But it left a smell. Now, what I told you about before, the odor of what can only be described as rot and death. And that was when the group began to hear the sounds of the drums. Laupaka Kapanui booked it all the way back to the tour bus, and when he got his composure and he realized that the tour group was missing and that he left them behind, he ran back to get them. Obviously, they were flustered, a bunch of random tourists who knew nothing about the islands, seeing what they just saw and being left alone. Like, no thanks, rather not. But Laupaka found them and was apologizing, and the little boy from earlier came up to him and was like, sir, thank you for coming back for us. Those men in the funny capes and helmets were looking for you. And they asked me, what was his name? And I told them that I didn't know. And Lapaka said that he hugged the little boy and was like, thank you for not telling them my name. And so there was another experience that Lapaka had with a tour group about like a month prior to this last experience. It was at the Manoa Chinese Cemetery and they were doing the tour and suddenly it got really hot and Lapaka could see that the wind was strong. It was blowing the grass in the trees, but he couldn't hear it and he couldn't feel it. It was quiet. It was dead silent. And again, he didn't realize that it was the night of Pokane, which is the night of no moon, that where he was at the cemetery is where the night marchers passed through. He believes that those particular marchers are some of his ancestors, which is why he and his tour groups were protected. There are more stories like that too, and it's fascinating to read about the experiences people have had, and the night marchers are only a tiny glimpse into the mysteries of the Hawaiian Islands. Like I said earlier, there's hundreds of spirits and gods that call the islands their home, and the legends and stories from the locals and tourists are literally endless. I'll definitely be covering more from the islands in the future, but I hope you enjoyed this little dive into some of the spooky history that is the Hawaiian Night Marchers. Thank you guys so much for listening. I really genuinely did miss recording. I forgot how much I loved it and I'm so excited to be back and working on this show again. I'm working on another show and I'm I'm excited because it's been a really rough time for me lately in the past year. It's just, ugh. yeah, I, I said it at the beginning. I'll talk about it in my update and things have definitely gotten a lot better and I'm really, really proud of myself and I'm feeling good and I'm in a much better place. I'm getting healthier and happier and I'm doing more of what I love for me and for myself. And I think that's really, really important. Also, like, you know, obviously I'm doing everything for Bowie because he's literally the love of my life. He's the greatest pupperino on the planet. He's getting lots of love and attention, always. But um, <laughs> anyway, it's definitely going to take me a little bit to get back into the swing of things. But I had a really cool vacation weekend a couple weeks ago. And I got to go to a few very famously haunted, spooky, creepy places. So I'm absolutely going to be talking about them because I have firsthand experience at these locations. And I cannot wait to tell you all about them. So definitely look forward to that. I think those are going to be some really good episodes coming up. This is just the episode I had like ready to go, you know, six months ago and I just couldn't get myself to record. So I'm definitely going to be getting back into everything full swing. I'm really excited for it. 
but yeah check out my update if you'd like to you know hear a little bit more in depth as to where I disappeared to I didn't really go anywhere I just kind of got lost in my head I guess but yeah um, anyway I do have those stickers those brand new stickers as well as all of the other items on my website so definitely check out my shop sarasweetspooky.com for my stickers and my pins and magnets and that's really all I have right now I am looking into getting more items for you guys and I was wondering what you would like to see shirts hoodies cups mugs wine glasses I have a list of stuff I want to make but let me know what you guys are into sales really do genuinely help me out a lot so check out the site and if you can't buy anything right now that's totally okay you can still help me out in a huge way just by rating and reviewing the show on literally whatever platform you listen on. This is one of the best ways to get the word out and to help me just get a tiny bit closer to quitting my day job. So if you can buy from the shop and or just rate and review, I would really, really appreciate it. I'm still giving away free stickers to whoever reviews the show and just sends me a screenshot of it so I can get your info and just send you some free stuff. And who doesn't love free stuff? So make sure to keep up to date with things. You can check out my socials. They're all at Sour Sweet Spooky. My personals are at Jessica L. Lemon. So lemon with two L's. And I'll have a link tree in the description with quick links to literally everything, so that'll be easy for you. And again, I wanted to bring up that podcast that I'm part of, and I'm very, very, very excited about it. It's called Real-ish. We talk about entertainment, TV, acting, film. I'm, I'm really excited about it because it's like the other half of my life. I've got the, the spooky side and then the artistic side, so kind of get the best of both worlds for me, and I'm really excited about it and what we're going to be doing with the show, so definitely check that one out. That is real-ish. Again, links will be in the description. But yeah, I love you guys so much, and I really am so excited to be back. I'm sorry this episode is a little bit shorter. I'm kind of getting back into the groove of it, but I am really happy to be doing the show, and your support really means the world, and I will see you all soon. I want to keep this up, as always. Remember to stay sour, stay sweet, stay spooky. Oh my god, okay, I did it. God, I forget how much this, like, takes a breath out of me. I forget to breathe. I need to... I need to work on some breathing exercises. <laughs>